despite reusing themes from previous Spider-Man stories into the Spider-Verse, finds a way to recycle them and convert them in creating a meta-story. There are so many Spider-Man stories that have been told through the years, and while the film pokes fun at this certain repetition, it is able to make a point from this. There's a wonderful moment as the final act was beginning, where Miles realizes that not only do all these other Spideys understand what he's going through, they're probably the best ones who do. All of these characters have gone through profound loss, but they have all moved forward and answered the call to their greater responsibility. In a way, Into the Spider-Verse, more than any other Spider-Man film before it, is about one of the core ideas of Spider-Man. No matter what background, or in this case absurd backstory we may have, we all have a similar journey to reach our full potential. We all have heroes and figures to look up to, we have all suffered through a loss of a loved one, and while this may be overly optimistic, I'd like to believe that many of us have at least attempted to do good for someone else other than ourselves. Despite all the multidimensional nonsense and babble, Into the Spider-Verse could very well be the most relatable Spidey film. Uh, that was me, <laughs> writing for Afflixist. Uh That was my review for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I'm Chris Compendio. This is episode 29 of AP Marvel. Uh, I got my usual co-host, Anthony Payone here. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how are we doing? Uh, we are doing well. I'm not doing well. I have a cold. I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that's not going to, uh, register <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> uh, Izzy's show is not here today. At the last minute, she had to drop out. Uh, I encourage everyone to send her good vibes. Uh, you know her Twitter handle, Deliverland. Oh, the best vibes. Um, yes. And we have a guest today. We have, uh, Karima Horn. Is that right? Because I have only been calling you the blurred yes. girl for the, the, all this time. <laughs> That that is correct. Thank you so much. Yes, I am Karima Karima Horn, aka the Blurred Girl, and I am a contributing editor for Sci Fi Wire. And I'm really excited about talking about this movie. Ooh, yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank I, you. I think you're our first verified Twitter guest here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And people keep thinking that I'm like really important. I'm like, guys, I swear to God, I just woke up one day and it happened. I have no idea. Maybe it was sci-fi. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Sci-fi definitely knows a guy on Twitter for, for sure. Um, we met at New York Comic Con. Um, we did. We sat right next to each other uh, during the Runaways Roundtable interview. Yes. Um, and we actually used some audio from that. I, I have the mic. I have my the microphone I'm using right now at that table. So <laughs> if you want to be technical, this is telling the the second time we're hearing your voice on this podcast this is, show. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Returning guests, the board girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was so, and it was great meeting you. It was so funny because I'm I'm always like I'm always looking around the room for like anybody who's geeking out and anybody who's writing about stuff and that's freelance it's excited about stuff yeah. that isn't like not to be ageist or anything but <laughs> is it like your standard dude bro mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like oh look all these interesting people and then we struck up a conversation or i tried to because I, you could barely hear me because i'd lost my voice uh, yeah like the last that. last day of the <laughs> con yeah. but yeah this is it, it, there's so much. Is it me, or does it feel like this? There's been a lot this year. There, yeah, it's been a packed yeah. year. Yeah. Remember, sure. Black Panther came out in 2018, and remembering that fact is just like 2018 has been the longest year on record, and I I just hate it. So. I know it's so strange. So many people keep having to remind me that it was this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I I was like that was just February. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
my my concept of time is just is totally thrown off. But um, yeah, luckily, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse with all of its dimensional hopping was here to help uh, yep. ground us in reality. Let's say yes. Um, mm-hmm. Which yeah. one though? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's a number to it. Where are we? Um. So well, well, actually, well, actually, we live in uh, Earth nine thousand ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine to be exact. Just wanted to make that very clear. Thank you. Okay. What is this character that I'm listening to? That is my nerd voice. Uh, okay. <laughs> when he started with actually, I knew exactly where we were going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Anthony, uh, I have, we have told the story multiple times about you getting excited over, uh, the MCU getting Spider-Man back with this weird Sony deal. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering when, because, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So when you learned Mm -hmm. that Sony was doing their, we're still doing their own thing. How did you react when you found out that there was going to be an animated Spider-Man movie? Like without knowing what it was about. Uh, I actually thought it was going to be kind of like, like, uh, the Justice League animated movies, um, where they're kind of like made for TV movies. Ah. That's what, like, my initial thought was. Um, but yeah, I'll go more into, like, once, like, the trailer came out for this movie, it was just like, oh shit. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, the spare bones, like, just knowing they're making a Spider-Man movie and it has a release date. (laughs) I thought it was just going to be like, oh, they're just trying to make as much content as possible. It's like how they, they made planes, and it was going to be directed dvd and that turned yeah. into a theatrical yep. movie. Yep. Just these nope, planes. That... Uh, Karima, I think you're more um, into the comics than the two of us, so I'm wondering if you had any, if the gears were turning, if you had any ideas, or like if, if like the idea of Miles Morales was like one of the first ones you had when you, presumably whenever you learned about... Um, like the bare bones news that there is going to be an animated Spider-Man movie. Uh, I'm wondering yes, <laughs> if you remember your thought I process. I actually, that. yeah, it's funny. I was, I think my first thought was, well, that better be about Miles. Yeah. And then I thought about, <laughs> well, but Miles better be in it because I, mm. I didn't want to. Looking at the franchise, I didn't want to limit it because we had Spider Gwen, we had, you know, Infinite. Um, there's, there's so many things that have happened in the Marvel comic universe over the past two or three years and I really didn't know because it was Sony where we were going to net out with this mm-hmm. because just when we were all you know we were just talking about Black Panther brought to Wakanda excited about mm. this everybody gets caught up in the snapshot in Infinity War <laughs> so I had no idea it's like if they do put Miles in this it would be a perfect time to because if they're trying to stay canon with the MCU, we don't have a Peter. But then when I saw the first teaser, yeah. first the music, first the music, second it was New York. <laughs> I was so excited. And then when I saw Peter talking to him, I said, okay, so we're going into the Bendis Earth 616 Peter meets Smile 1610. I, 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 that was my initial assumption. I'm, I don't think that that was exactly stuck to in the movie, but I didn't care Right. <laughs> once yeah. I finally saw it. But yeah, my, my initial uh, response was, yay, okay, another movie. Please, God, I don't want to see Ben die again. And please, God, <laughs> let me see Miles. Those, yeah. were, those were the two things I wanted. I was... So excited by that teaser because 
the animation style, even though it wasn't, there was only a little bit of the representation of the multiple styles. The mm-hmm. main animation style I, I saw looked so clean, so crisp. And when he pulled off his hood and I saw that it was mild, I remember squealing, um, scared the crap out of my cat. I, I vividly remember this. Um, and I remember yelling for my boyfriend, like, they're, they're going to make a movie about Miles. Yeah. It's happening. Um, and then I remember, I had to, I can't remember what movie I went to see that I saw the theatrical um, trailer for it. And I was, I was almost in tears. I was so happy. Right. I think it's the image of like him upside down, like in the sky. I think that's kind of that's, stuck with yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And then also when you heard him say, I'm Spider-Man and I, I thought I was the only one, mm. you realize, oh, they are definitely going for a multiverse thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that was what was also exciting. Mm. Yeah. Kind of uncharted territory for, I guess, film, Marvel superhero film. film. Yeah. Yeah, superhero mm-hmm. film in general, him. And honestly, <clears throat> no, all I was going to say was and I was I was a little bit nervous because honestly, mm-hmm. DC has always done and I'm sorry, I know it's a Marvel podcast, but I've always kind of liked DC's animation a little you're bit. You're right. Better. You're totally no, right. No, no, no. You're, you're, no always, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like Marvel dominates the live action space um in terms of the movies and I feel like DC has dominated the animation space. Yep. So even though I was excited, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, no. Um uh I mean, you know, Batman uh Batman Forever, I think. That was the one mm-hmm. with uh, the future Batman. Batman Beyond. Um, oh, Batman Beyond, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, Beyond was, was, one, was one of my Kilmer. favorite uh Batman cartoons when I was a kid. Um and I yeah, used Batman I had, Beyond like, was everything. I, I had the VHS uh, of like the little TV movie, um, mm-hmm. but like people are still watching uh, Young Justice right now. Um, people like DC animation is is on fire. I watched Teen Titans two days ago. <laughs> this is a good yeah. show. Yeah. When you guys get a chance, try and check out an um, an animation a, a movie called Doom, and oh, it is well, it's a I've Justice heard... yeah it's a Justice League movie. Um, it is. Actually, the last one that Dwayne McDuffie oh, wrote slash directed before he passed. Yeah. Okay. And oh. it's fascinating because it is peak Batman and mm-hmm. peak Green Lantern. Um, huh, that's really cool. But it's animated, again, the style is really, really epic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Spider Man. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that no, was it's, my, no, that's, good. that's why I got nervous because yeah. I, I, I have known. Outside of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I have kind of not been always thrilled with, um, you know, the the later animation coming out of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spider-Man animation, like Amazing Spider-Man and stuff like that from years ago, that still resonates. But I think it's because it resonated because of the storylines. And at that time, it was some of the most popular animation. I, I, it didn't resonate because the animation itself was um amazing but i they the moment i saw this trailer and i saw what they were doing and how they're pulling it off i was it also reminded me of anime in in certain areas yes mm. yep. and i'm a, mm-hmm. i'm a huge anime fan so i was like all right i'm on board let's do this mm-hmm. cancel christmas this is what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> yep oh my no i know i i had the exact same feeling a lot of the times of the the uniqueness of of uh, 
of just style choices of seeing certain effects appear yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and like um someone's uh like character reactions would have like the the flailing uh i don't know what that's called in anime but when someone gets really angry in anime you get like their eyes squint and then and then yes. like their mouth gets like grr and then like yes like, just like, like a the bunch shading, of red the shading white of the eyes kind gray of yeah and all get behind yeah. them and it's like or like um when they get really sad and depressed they do like the like they they just close their eyes and they do they like do a sigh and then the screen mm-hmm. behind them just turns black something like that yes. is like yes. like you know perfectly anime shit um, yeah so like there was just scenes throughout this movie of that and I was just like oh yeah I am so uh, yeah yeah well, I had I'm to look excited. up what I had to remember the spelling of onomatopoeia because there are a lot of <laughs> yep. like yep. sounds <laughs> like <laughs> represented <laughs> in word form and I it was, yep. it was, yes. it was just gorgeous. Um, yep. I, I guess we're just jumping straight to the actual movie I, then. I, well, I mean, um, <laughs> it, it, is there anything else to write before? Uh, uh, not so much. I, I mean, I, I, I really liked that first teaser, but mm-hmm. I didn't follow this closely. I guess I, I don't know if it was because I was busy with stuff, but um, it wasn't until um, Venom post credits. So yes, the, the post credit scene, it was I, which I say lightly because it wasn't really a scene. It was just like it was like. It was copy-paste, here's yeah. a scene from Spider-Verse, we'll just plop it after the credits yep. of Venom. And that was the first time, like, I saw it on a big screen, and just the motion of it, and, um... It felt like, like it was just awesome. It was, oh man, it was so stimulating, it was just yeah. so, like... Well, <laughs> I was fearful, because I thought that by putting it at the end, because it, it was it, gonna it, be um, bad. Well, here's the here's the thing. It mm-hmm. said, um, "Meanwhile, in a different universe." I was like, "Oh no, is Tom Hardy's Venom gonna be in Spider Verse?" That, that was my initial <laughs> thought. Yeah, <laughs> he did not show up. Um, yeah, okay, fortunately. okay. That would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing, the other thing that I did before I saw the movie was I went back and I checked out like. Ultimate the where where Miles first showed up in the comics mm-hmm. when Pendus first wrote him and then um his first run, Ultimate Comics Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that volume, I checked that out and then the one Spider I mean, Spider Ham is hilarious. <laughs> the fact they put him in his I was losing it when I saw the Spider Ham yeah, was showing up. That I was but just like, oh my god, this is a thing. <laughs> in the tra- oh yeah, no, in the trailers. But it's really funny because I re- I vaguely remember Spider Ham as being sort of a Saturday morning cartoon. Yes. I don't remember it as a comic, and I'm, it's probably because I was I don't know what I don't know what happened, but I missed that. So, <laughs> but I do remember Spider Amazing Spider Ham, and I just thought that was so funny. Um. The other thing I was checking out was um, Spider-Man Noir. I didn't know anything about Mm -hmm. um, that run until I saw the trailer. Because I'm like, who is that character? Mm. And um, it's basically, it's funny. There were sort of these one-offs, I guess, that were part of a run that was called Edge of the Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. So, like, the first one was Spider-Man War, the second one was, was Gwen Stacy, and it turned out that they pu- did pull a lot of that stuff for the movie. But Spider-Man Noir, it's sort of one of those... There was a lot of Noirs. There's Luke Cage Noir, there's Iron Man Noir. So they're all, like, in the in the 30s and 40s, and even though they will have powers, his po- Spider-Man's power in that is more... He's He does have... He can shoot webs, but he's more of a precog. 
Like ah, that spidey right. sense makes yeah. him more of a precog. That's his thing. And then like oh. the evil the evil people are like Mysterio is an evil magician. Um there is a like there's a a version of Black Cat. So this it's really interesting what they what they did, but it was sort of I thought it might have been a full series, but it wasn't. It was sort of really this um one off thing. Um and then yeah, Gwen Stacy was something similar. So that was sort of my little research uh, that I had done. And then there's also a prose novel by Jason Reynolds um, that's literally just called Miles Morales. And it's like a YA novel. Um, and it it's sort of, I, I didn't think they were going to use that because that book is kind of heavy. And I don't, I don't want to say heavy in a bad way. It's heavy in the same way the Miles Morales comic that just dropped this week um, or last week, I'm sorry, um, from Saladin Ahmed is like that talks about racism and systemic, mm, you know, mm. violence. And um, Saladin actually touches on um, uh, basically immigration and kids being separated from their parents and things like that. So that was, I knew they weren't going to go that far. Um, but I, I did a little reading up because I wanted to be sure that like, I knew I was going to have conversations like this and I wanted to make sure that I um, also knew what was going on. And then of course there was Spider-Man, which was the time that I was mentioning um, Earth 616. Six, Earth 616. Yeah, I keep saying 616 and I need to stop saying it like that. <laughs> 616. Uh, Peter Parker meets up with um, Miles, meaning they're both alive or 1610 miles and they're both alive in the same universe. That universe was sad because um that's the one where Miles's mom dies and I was like please don't yeah. kill her in the movie Oh yeah. I was afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my little like pre-game before I saw the movie and <laughs> <Right>. then <laughs> and then I yeah, and then I just it didn't matter. I was just throwing popcorn just like everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I kind of just go into this with just wikipedia level knowledge. So yeah. I I had been follow I I I had like known about Spider Man and Edge and, and Edge and the Edge of the Spider Verse and then you know I think there were even some video games like uh, Dimensions in Time which kind of had that same um, crossover aspect where you you might see like Spider Man twenty ninety nine or something like that. Um, oh, and then yes, yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the I um I I I play video games. I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna preface this. Um, but I did play a little of Spider-Man PS4. My boyfriend is a gamer. Played the whole thing. Has downloaded every DLC within 15 minutes of it dropping. Um, and so I've seen so much of that story. And I actually was very impressed. That is the other um, Spider-Man story that I think is fantastic. Is that yeah. if you sit down and watch the uh, PS4 Spider-Man cutscenes. I was like, this is a movie right here. Like this is when yeah. people talk about the best Peter Parkers of the year. I include that one. Um, and all those different suits. So that was the other thing I was curious about too, like what suit was going to show up. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the PS4 suit showed up in this movie. If I mm-hmm. if it I did, saw it, it correctly, did. yeah, it did. I was just like, this is what that that that, <laughs> that suit was made for the game. Yeah, like, yes, <laughs> that's the and biggest like cross promotional shit I've seen. You were like, what? Yeah. That's awesome. I was just like, what the fuck? I believe the current promotion is that if you pre-order into the Spider-Verse to watch on the PlayStation video store, you will get the Spider-Verse suit for the PS4 Spider-Man game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh fuck! I want I agree. it. Yep. Yep. I want I'm not it. Do that, but that sounds Even, cool. <laughs> but like, but like, but like, also, Spider Man's a cop in the. Yeah. PS4 oh God! Version. Yeah. No, Spider Cop is Spider-Cop. everything. I, Can I tell you? Everything. I, I lost my mind New York Comic Con <laughs> when I saw somebody cosplaying a oh, Spider Cop. Man. Oh dear Lord! And he was so excited that I knew who he was. <laughs> Because <laughs> people thought it was just some dude, you know. People would like cross-play their cosplay with different things. Yeah. And um, I was like, Spider Cop. It was so funny. And he was like, You have a very good day, ma'am. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but yeah. There is a lot of good cosplay there. Um, I um, uh, fun fact. Well, yeah. I, I looked up all the stuff from the Spider Ham universe, and it is mm-hmm. uh, really, really dumb. Uh, like, <laughs> like, uh, but it was uh, meant to be dumb. I'm sure you mean that, like, Dear Devil, affectionately. Dear Devil. I mentioned this last week. Um, you did, <laughs> but it's uh, it was just so dumb, and I didn't expect it to be as Looney Tunes as it was in the show in the movie. And yes. it was super Looney Tunes in the movie. I was just like, this is great. This is amazing. Mm. I love it. And and I think that's the thing that was that is the thing to me that was so fascinating. And I guess yes, Chris, I think we are jumping into the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we've. I don't know where that line was, but we jumped it. Um, <laughs> I, um, I looking at all the different animation styles. Mm-hmm. Um, because I that's just something I geek out about. Like I geek out about editing and animation and things like that. And I was like, oh my god. They're putting this 2D cell animated character into this 3D space. It's This is amazing. And it's seamlessly working. I mean, they just paid attention to so many details. Like, remember when they were on that ceiling, like, trying to stay out of... Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I call them gunkies. Um, uh, vi- line of vision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Penny Parker can't stick to walls. So they were holding her up. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cute. Like they paying attention to those all those little details, and then him, even Peter Porker, kind of bamfed from one side of the that little group to the other, like straight out of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, and he pulled an anvil out of his pocket. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, oh, now I know. I, oh, I know what this is. That makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like the uh, like a very deliberate like when when you're choosing the roster of spider people, I guess, and I guess these were all very deliberate decisions, so they can all have their own kind of style. So you know, one's black and yep. white, one's Looney Tunes ask, and Spider Gwen kind of has her like neon lights going on, and Penny Parker is anime style. So I, I it, none mm-hmm. of it ever seemed out of place to me at all. Like, when you're talking about that dorm room scene, like when they're yeah. standing together, it looks. I don't want to say normal, but it looks there was right. A, there is a tweet that uh, I saw today by one of the animators for this movie that said it took him three months to animate that scene. Wow. Yeah, I because can see of it. all the differing uh, animation styles but from all the characters and having to have them move fluidly across the 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 the, the corner of the room. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It never no, feels can, like a gimmick. It just it. feels it yeah. feels so natural. It feels so fluid. Yeah. No, it, fe- um, it felt... And he had the hardest job because a lot of the other scenes, like many times when Penny was with her... Um, robot. With her bot, she was by herself. And yeah. many times, you know, Gwen was in the same world as Peter and Miles. So those animators, I'm not saying they had an easier job, 
but it was a little bit simpler because they weren't blending styles. Yeah. That scene and the scenes where they are all, um, and specifically that scene, they're on top of each other. You know what I mean? They're yeah. all yeah. like touching. It's not like they're separate and you're yeah. pulling in these different styles and they can just literally, like when, on the roof, when they're on the rooftop, they're kind of all not next separated, to each other. Separated, yeah. They're separated, yeah. But that scene, I remember when I saw it, I'm like, that was worse. It, when he said it, three months, yeah. I believe it. It was really interesting, like, because this was like one of the first animated movies where you see the the you see the black lines of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the characters being separated, and you could just see the distinct animation styles. And uh, I mean, I I think it was just like, and when they were all jumping, I mean, we're gonna go into like hardcore spoilers here. So I mean, it's the movie's been out for for multiple days. So sorry if you haven't I was gonna seen say, it. It's been out for like so, more than forty eight hours. So, if yeah, you haven't I mean, seen it by now, man, you're not like a real we're fan. all. So it, it, it's just it's an episode about the movie. You expect some spoilers. About exactly. It. So <laughs> when they're all hopping, we're back not gonna into destroy. Their, it. We're not gonna destroy it. <laughs> when they're all hopping back into their portals, they all have that same aesthetic matched with mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. when Noir Spider Man hopped back in, it was all the all the buildings flying in and out were all black and white. Um, mm-hmm. When since Gwen's aesthetic wasn't as clear throughout the movie. When she hopped back into hers, you noticed the color change, and it yep, wasn't necessarily a yep. like the, a change in the drawing. It was a change in the color palette, and I thought that was yeah. really really cool, and that reflected throughout the movie in her own color palette. Yeah, and you don't really see that until uh, it's distinguished from the rest of the universe, and I thought that was like really cool. Yeah, I um, mean, even when you're just talking about like the base characters of. Miles, uh, Peter B. Parker, and uh, mm-hmm. Gwen Stacy. Like, I mean, even in that universe itself, you see all the little, all the little comic book dots. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the kind of the texture of yep. what you would see on a comic book page, and kind of the mm-hmm. color uh, misalignment that might happen during it. printing. And I thought, yeah. I here's where I found out I was stupid. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought I was in the 3D screening by accident. That's what uh, I thought too. <laughs> I thought I was like, is, did they accidentally overlay a 3D part? And the idea was, is that that's the background. Yeah. So it's supposed mm-hmm. to be blurry. Yeah. So when you're looking, when you're reading the comic, you're you're not going to see the backdrop in full frame because that's not what they're going to want you to focus. Yeah, on. That makes sense. I'll oh, do. And I was yeah. just like. <laughs> That is so amazing. Like, uh, like they, they were able to distinguish the background and the foreground and the mid in the midground in in a comic book style that would only fit for a comic book movie. And mm-hmm. it, it, I just love it. Um, I loved the you, you you can't really catch them all unless you rewatch it again and you pay attention to it. But like uh, coffee being made and you see the, the little swirls coming off of the coffee because it's hot. Mm, um, yeah. Something not smelling good and you can see like the the, the, the specific wave change or a noise. Uh, all the like sensory. Like, all the sensory oh, onomatopoeias like um, uh, the what is the the bangs and the thwips and all the other stuff just coming <laughs> off but like even gentle ones like if a mm-hmm. car hits a puddle you'll see like uh, not the particles of the water come. Well, you'll see the particles of the water coming out, but you'll also see like air, like lines showing where the particles are moving, stuff like that. Which I I love it. Just I, a I, quick, just like a quick, like geeky nerdy out nerdy yeah, out thing. The, please do. Those dot, those dots and stuff come for, from the fact that um, back in like Silver Age comics and stuff, they they would limit their palette to sixty four colors. 
to keep ah, like yeah. printing oh. costume. And a way to make a color darker. So if you had like a red color, but you wanted it to be like a dark red, you would add those black dots. Right. And it would oh. appear like it's dark red. So, but many times, but that misalignment, you're not wrong with the misalignment because sometimes it would, the because it was done on a separate layer, sometimes in the printing, it would that, that layer would slide. Mm-hmm. So you would get that off center thing, but those dots were put um, specifically on the color parts of the page. Because if you look at old comics, you'll see like some parts are just smooth and then the parts where you're seeing the a color on somebody's face or a shadow or something will have those dots. They would use the black dots to like, I, I, I can't remember if it was, there were percentages. It was like 20 or 25% or something like that. Your super geeks can tell you about that, but but to really, that's how they were basically able to, um, hand separate what they call the CMYK system. So it was, it was, um, but I thought what was funny about the usage in the film was when he started, when the, when the, um, his adrenaline went up and the, the, the Spidey, basically the spider's venom started to do its thing. The dots. The first... The dots became the, the dots and came clear and, yeah, and went into the became... background behind the character. Exactly. That, yes. And, and it was like it because that's the first time you saw it, and then you saw the word bubbles popping up as because it's like, wait, why are my thoughts so loud, and why am I yeah, hearing what yeah. people are? It thinking? was it was like slightly breaking the fourth wall, but like the mm-hmm. movie has already been breaking the fourth wall without you even knowing. Exactly. And it was just such a fascinating way to use the comic book medium to show how his powers were kicking in. Yeah. I just thought that was amazing. No, no, that's awesome. And I liked how, I liked how when he was invisible, just the, the, just whenever I see people be invisible in movies and in video games and, and just in general medium, it always seems weird and off. But his invisibility, when you wanted him to be seen, when they wanted to show what he was, where he was, mm-hmm. um, just that that light, like pastel color, just gave like just felt really chill, and I just felt like this f- worked well. It's a very minute thing, but I liked it a lot. Well, you know what's interesting about the color too is that I was surprised at how bright and colorful this movie was. Yes, because I actually thought it was going to start bright and then go dark. But it it stayed really bright, even when he was with his uncle in the tunnel and just like hanging out and stuff. Like you're dark, it's underground, but it still yeah. was a very bright and con, a very lot saturated, of, lot of neon, saturated. yeah, a lot yeah. of neon blue aesthetic, and, yeah, yep. Um, and I thought it was like uh, when they were when all the characters were like glitching out, it looked like mm-hmm. it, it was it felt like a computer glitch. And it looked like a computer glitch because you saw like different panels of like if it was imagine like uh, you flip through a comic book that's what it would look like over the individual character and I thought that was really cool. Um, yes, and that's what happened like with all the other parts of the universe, and I thought that was really interesting. This is going to be a huge like whenever this movie comes out in home release, like all the YouTube videos are going to be like you know top one hundred details you missed in Into the oh, Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be yeah. like, um, all yeah. of those things. One of the things that I am interested in and just want more general statement has any has any movie done this style before? Oh, they haven't, and not only have they not, um, that Sony is talking about. I was just They're, reading about yep. this today. Spider Gwen. Um, 
uh, and... they're tr- they're talking about copywriting it. Just oh, the style. Ooh, like what? trademarking Ooh, the actual style uh, so that um, I know, I know, Capitalism and I'm like ha- being but, bad again. Uh. But, what's, <laughs> but what's interesting about that is when they said we're gonna trademark this style, the first thing that came to my mind was which one? The comic book like style? styles in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the general <laughs> here, like here's a comic book looking movie. Um, yeah, I mean. Like, I, I don't I'm know. I, 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 Anthony doesn't like that. <laughs> no, I really, I really am really not a fan of that uh, at all. Um, There's so I many parts I, of this that Anthony does not like. Just like the whole co- corporation trying to yeah. own this creative element, this whole like it's Sony <laughs> thing. Yeah, I um, look. I like the idea of competition between Sony and Marvel now. Like Sony's got skin in the game, and I like that. I like that again. But like. They're trying to copyright uh, an, an art style that a yeah. that a team of artists created and worked on That's, that a corporation yep. can now, it's like, nope, only we can do it. And if we can fire you whenever we want, and then we can hire other animators to do it if you don't want to get the, the, the pay from it. Because the profits are going to other people and not the people that made it, and it yeah. pisses me off. I will talk if to you. If you want to call yeah. this, like, in a singular art style, I mean, all that, that style... It, like the ingredients of that is just it's it's just full of um it's yeah. just reverence for uh not only like comic book elements visual elements but kind of those those imper- like those no I mean not even that but like the imperfections like the yeah. the the misprinting yeah. and and the the you know the limitations that they had to do because of the dots and all of that like that's yeah. that's such a unique thing and to kind of like make that into like a uh, a template is just, and that would be like kind of dishonest to the original intention yeah. of what made what uh, was put into creating that. But I think it's funny because I think that one of the reasons why they're thinking about it like that is because a lot of the art, and I, I don't like using this term, but a lot mm-hmm. of people call like Steven Universe and things like that the Cal art style. I don't like calling oh, it that because okay, you call, yeah. you're trying to call an entire school yes. <laughs> like that style. Yeah. But um, you know the the look that you have with. Um, that and Shira and mm-hmm. um, Teen Titans Go, they that has become a genre style in of itself, and it sounds like Sony is trying to monetize the look of this thing. And I'm like, yep. let it breathe. The movies just come out. Like, uh, they, they, yep, they don't. They're not going to want it to breathe because they're you know a corporation, and yeah, corporations are bad. Trying to make money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. But before they do that, um, I think also the way they handled, and I'm a fan of secondary characters, so mm-hmm. I loved also how they handled Aunt May. Aunt May, Aunt May was like, yeah. here, here May, for it. And then MJ were, were, yes. were, were great. It was, it was very, there was, it, it, they were given the depth that they could be given without mm-hmm. making them be weird or uncomfortable except it was a, that one uncomfortable scene though felt, <laughs> felt like swingers like that scene oh. when peter b parker is talking to mary jane at the memorial service for yeah. <laughs> the, the other person and and she's like okay i just want rolls but thanks more bread yeah <laughs> more bread, you know no, that was like literally awkward i mean in the in like the <laughs> who they are as characters was more of a, oh yes yeah it was more yeah. like they did not make any of them props, and I was like, "Thank God, they made them yeah. like actual people." Alt May was and straight then, up Alfred, Alfred Pennyworth she, <laughs> in the yeah, Spider I was about Cave. To say the exact same thing, Chris. Thank you. Yes, she was Aunt May 
as has Alfred. I feel like in another universe, Aunt May and Alfred are friends. They have tea once a month <laughs> because she was here for it. She's like, whenever you guys grow a set, I'll be here. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. She was con- um, very well. Con- she was concerned about the well-being of her housekeeping and the. Uh... <laughs> Um, that was amazing. She's like, yeah. you will take this outside. <laughs> one, of the, one of the small, another minute details was that they started introducing that it was a completely different universe than our own um, mm-hmm. after they introduced Peter B. Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first instances of that, other than like uh, Planet Inglewood um, and like, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. Other than, and then other than those things. Uh, the perfect thing, and I'm I, like, I want to live in this fucking universe. I want to live in Miles Morales' universe because there's fucking Chance Four out, and I want to. <laughs> Chance has a fourth album in Spider Verse, and I want to be there. I want to listen to it. I want to just jam out to Chance's fourth album, please. Yeah, there was a there was an album. Um, there was a basically a, a vinyl or an album poster that was basically Chance's. Uh, uh, head pose from his third album, but his hat had the number four on it. So that means it was the fourth album. Wow. So wow. You caught uh, that. <laughs> so like little things like that are just like, oh, this is cool. Uh, Times like, Square as a location with all the billboards. That was kind of like the, the grounding mechanism of like, okay, now you are in this universe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Instead of, oh, hello, here's hi, hello, Nick, <laughs> with yeah. uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that Times Square thing was hilarious. And yeah. I also think, for me, and this is something that I was looking forward to, because you saw a little bit of it in the way... One of the things that ha- has always bothered me a little bit about the way Bendis handled Miles' character, I don't really feel like, even though he said it repeatedly, I'm Afro-Latina, he did not... I don't think he ex- he didn't stick the landing. I felt in the comics with that. Right. Mm-hmm. He had his abuelita show up and start screaming at him, but he really didn't really handle it well. This movie, I don't know. Just for me, the, the I was, scorpion uh, scene where he was this, speaking Spanish and then yes. Miles responded in Spanish was like, yes. oh, okay, you know, you like like everyone understands where we are. We're all on the same no, page. Exactly, here. and I mean, like when he even even that earlier scene when he was just getting dressed in the morning, he's switching back and forth from English to Spanish, then leaving the house, walking down the street, speaking like, just, I was like, this is every little black but equal boy that lives in my neighborhood. (laughs) Like, I was so excited. (laughs) Because that is a normalization that you don't see. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody talks about diversity, but very few people talk about normalization. Just, just, Make it look normal. Don't and Shamik Moore talked about that. Um, and even um, I saw an I read an interview with Phil Lord, who's one of the writers. Um, yeah. I think IO Nine did it. And Phil Lord's mother is Cuban, and he's and his father's white. And he said it was a deliberate choice. And he said, "I just wanted to give a little shout out to bilingual kids everywhere. Ooh. That it's it's just part of the fabric of Miles' community and family life." And he also wanted to make sure that Miles spoke Spanish different, which happens to bilingual kids. Mm -hmm. They speak it with an English accent. They speak, even though they're fluent, it just sounds different because of how they speak, as opposed to like Lauren Velez, who played his mother. And just all these little things, even when he 
goes to curse when he almost falls. That was sort of like saying darn as opposed to damn, which is hysterical <laughs> to me because it was just, but all these little moments and the, and also not, um, not subtitling it. Yes, I was just going to make a, that comment. The only yeah. time they subtitled it was when Scorpion came in. Um, yes. Because that well, that specific dialogue may not have been... Like, if you did not take introductory Spanish, you would yeah. not have understood what he said. Also, it was an and action also the mask. Yeah, and also the mask, you're not... You can't always tell exactly. what that his too. face is doing. Yep. Like, his mother... When she, when he almost knocks everything over, you don't understand. You don't need to understand her to know. She's like, if you don't pick this up and get your stuff together and get, get to school, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so the, the, it was those moments were fantastic. The moments that he had with um, Aaron, also, I'm biased because Mahersha Ali could read me a phone book, <laughs> and I'd be happy. But <laughs> but just. The moments he had with him, you really felt their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even the even the he stuff was the cool dad, uncle. He was the cool uncle. Yeah, he was a cool uncle. Um, and the way that was portrayed in the movie, I felt was better than the way it was sort of revealed. Um, in the comic, in the comics, yeah. and in the comics, his dad worked for Shield, and the comics here is dad's a cop, and I think that's fine. It gives you just enough like authority, but not like knowing everything that's going on. Yeah, um, that was amazing. Yeah, in um, in Homecoming, you see um, you see Aaron. Uh, yeah. Aaron Aaron's played by uh, um, Don Glover. Um, so uh, yeah, and a fun fact with that is that Brian Michael Bendis actually admitted once that he patterned his original look for Miles after Donald Glover's character in Community. Oh, shit. Yeah, but Troy Barnes so it was had Spider-Man pajamas, he, I think, or something like that. Exactly. He had Spider-Man pajamas on, yeah. But by the time they made the movie, he sort of had <laughs> aged out of Miles' yeah. you know, range, so they made him Aaron as sort of a, I don't know, I guess a, a nod. But yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you, do you guys wonder whether they're going to who they're gonna bring in to play Miles in the next like, in live action? In live action? Yeah, in live action. I, I don't know. We haven't we even find someone new. Find a, a, find a young, young, bright, uh, yeah. un, like unknown, talented, athletic, um, half, half black, half Hispanic kid. Yeah. yeah. What they said. If Marvel's listening, what they Kevin, said. Kevin Feige, write this down. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. Look, I. You know, at, at this point, I kind of trust Kevin Feige to to find the person. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> for for the sake of uh, of comic book uh, sanctity, uh, mm-hmm. so um, he knows there would be a shitstorm if he did not. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Um, back to I think we should should we start from the beginning, like of just like little pieces that we loved. About well, this I, movie I, I'm actually just... I'm I'm actually really curious to hear about Miles comics versus movie because oh um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I I actually did not know that Miles's dad was a Shield agent in the comics, and I thought it was kind of like a oh the the the, the um the contrast between his his strict dad being a cop and his cool uncle being kind of a like low key a criminal, you know, and mm-hmm. um knowing that his mom is not alive in the comics, which I think kind of sucks, but um but I I'm but no, curious she's, yeah she's not she's not dead and it's it's literally and this is this is the other thing and I'm not <laughs> I even don't have like 
all of the history on every single part of Miles Morales before somebody that comments on this and goes, yeah. see, this is what she's talking about. I know, of, I know more of his origin and sort of where they brought him to before they started breaking off and doing 16 different versions. Because like right now, if you go to like Comicsology or anything, there's like 14 different yeah, Spider-Man comics right now. Um, but yeah, I it in the most of this movie seems to stick with his the original volume of that came out in 2016 of Spider-Man, literally called Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. As well as this edge of the Spider-Verse to show you the other characters. His mom in Earth 1610, his mom bleeds out after being shot by police who are trying to shoot at Venom. It's actually a wow. Venom story and oh she's God. collateral dam- damage and cops are just shooting up, you know, but when Earth 1610 Miles ends up back in Earth 616, he has that memory of his mother's death, even though she's alive. Yep. So it's a whole really crazy, you know, thing. Wow, then, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it was like Bendis killed Parker to bring in Miles, and then people lost their minds. So they brought, they mm. created that multiple universe things that could bring Peter back. And then it was like, well, if he can be Spider-Man, why can't we have more? And then we had Cindy Moon and Spider-Gwen. Actually, that's who I really want to see in this movie. I thought we would see Cindy Moon and not Penny Parker, but Mm. it made sense because Cindy Moon would probably look, in terms of her powers, too close to Gwen's. And I think they wanted everybody's Spidey powers to be different. Um. But yeah, in the original incarnation, uh, Jefferson Davis, he secretly works for S.H.I.E.L.D. He already the, knows. The, the president? Great name, of, Jefferson. Of, of, is that a coincidence or is that like a cutting the president like, of the uh, Confederacy? That is, commentary that is, on. That is a Bendis choice, and he does that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. His... Uh, 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 mm, mm, yeah, I have thought about that. I have also have thought about that, but that is for another yeah. discussion more about comics. But yeah. continue. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Jefferson, his dad, um, in the comics, um, is, and she just calls him Jeff. That's why nobody really Jeff notices. Davis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's for Jefferson, but every every she just calls him Jeff. But Jeff is. Um, and I cannot remember. I know it's in the first volume. I can don't quote me on exactly which <laughs> issue it is. I feel like it's the sixth issue, but I could be wrong. Um, basically, of the first run, you Aaron. I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff knows that Miles is the new Spider-Man, oh. and he's a he's a he's not a sleeper agent. I thought he was, but no, he's a secret agent for Shield. And so basically, they make him sort of his watcher ah. and he you see him reporting to anita hill um so that's in in this first so there's multiple universes that you'll hear about like oh yeah and this one his mother died and this one she's alive but for now both parents are alive okay. but what i think they wanted to do was in that alternate universe give miles a similar sort of tragedy that peter had and the, I think the point of making him be able to keep that memory when he came back to the 616 reality was so that he would walk with that great power, that comes trauma, great responsibility, yeah. that quick, trauma. Yeah. Quick little inter, uh, interjection. What did you say her name was? Did you say her name was Anita Hill? 
like the lawyer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I was. I did. Wow, Maria. Maria Hill, thank okay. you. For oh man, I need to heal real Marvel sorry, hero I was just as like, well. Wait a minute, because we've, um, yes. we've already no. had another person Jefferson from Davis, right. also in it. So why wouldn't there <laughs> yeah, be no, another? Yeah, no, no, Maria, um, Maria Hill. That's um, me with la- with low no, blood no, sugar. No, no, it's all good. Um, just a quick... <laughs> thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no, that no, been no. Just a quick additional aside, because I was just thinking about this, because I was thinking you were thinking of Maria Hill. Was was Maria Hill a MCU character? Or was she always in the in comics? She was in the comics. Phil Coulson she? was added into the comics because yes. of the movies. Was it Coulson... was Maria Hill added? Mm. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm saying I, I'm stopping for a second is because Phil Coulson was definitely added because of the movies. Maria Hill was in the comics, but what yeah. I cannot remember, and I'm gonna have to check this out, was whether or not. She had a shield position before the movies. Gotcha. So I have to check on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, Phil was definitely added. Um, yeah. it's really funny that you said that because I just had. I know this is completely different, but I just had this argument with somebody about um, uh, basically the the Transformers that are out in in Bumblebee and <laughs> so people are saying Bumblebee art. is good. Oh, Bumblebee's amazing, but that's the, the I, past, I know that's not what we're talking December about. December yeah. usually is like Star Wars, and then like mm-hmm. garbage movies has had yeah. uh, good movies. Yeah, uh, you know they whether really or not have. you liked a, a Fast and the Furious Aquaman. Um, so yeah, uh, but you said Fast and the Furious Aquaman. I'm mad at you. That's good. But I'm... <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought of the. Anthony movie, saw so. he has opinions. Yeah, I have. I've not I seen yeah, it. he's, he's I, got I a couple. This movie is amazing, but also in an in a Fast and the Furious way amazing. Like it's not yeah. a Marvel movie; it is a Fast and the Furious movie with fucking uh, Jason Momoa. That's it. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, the but in term but in terms of the 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 comics and Miles' storyline, they kept it pretty close, and I'm pretty sure that Bendis was a con- consulted, you know, in the in yeah. the creating of it um i'm just really happy like i said i'm just really happy they showed the normalization of the character i'm really happy that they didn't kill off his mom and that and also in the story he did win a lottery as and for people who are listening who don't know this about new york that happens like in many times the the public school systems that are in certain um boroughs aren't as good and so Kids apply to go to charter schools and 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 magnet schools and private schools. But they're also not boarding schools in New York. That was one of the things. Uh, are there boarding schools in New York? Like a person who lives in in Brooklyn would live in a boarding school in Manhattan. Uh, yes. Now, I would would they be the same socioeconomic background that was represented in the movie? I don't know. I mean, but like, I do know of people that went and stayed in dorms in private high schools in in new york so that's wild because i know i know kids that went to regis and they didn't even do that right and and like but it was but that's not a but but regis is preppy uh, but is regis private yes yeah regis is private i thought okay and but and the only (laughs) the other thing i was going to say was the only the two people that i know that went to schools like that they were private and they were like an all boys and an all girls school Mm-hmm. So that is what that was what was a little bit different. I think in um it 
what they what I think he was trying to do was provide a way for him not to be up under his parents 24-7 so he could right. run around. Because I can tell you right now, if both his parents are at home, a Puerto Rican mother is not going to be like, wait, you just went out you're not telling me? I don't think so. <laughs> like, so I think Ben just knew that he was like, okay, I don't know enough about this, but I know one thing. He, we need to get him off into a campus somewhere. Hmm. Um being but being the whole lottery to get into the school is a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. You are correct though, Anthony, in that yep. the um the dorm and living in the dorm is definitely a um rarity. Yeah. Good. And the fact yeah. that he could walk like he was walking to well, he was walking and then his father picked yeah. him up in the in his police <laughs> car and took him. So it's like he's going yeah. to another borough. He could have taken the subway to another borough. Exactly. But yeah, yeah I just thought that that part, people from New York probably wouldn't no- notice that. Kind of like in Spider-Man Homecoming. And I was like, oh, cool. I know that subway stop in Queens. And then he would come out the subway and I'm like, And it was yep, fucking that's not Bronx Queens. High School that's- of Science. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> he would get out and I'm like, oh, you're in Atlanta now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so to add context to this, and I think uh, we've talked about this in our Christianity episode when talking about Daredevil. Uh, mm-hmm. But me and Izzy both went to private Oh, I need to listen in, to in that episode. <laughs> uh, I, went to, I actually went to Fordham Prep. In the Bronx. Okay. And uh, Izzy went to Sacred Heart. Not the one in the city, but the one in Connecticut. Okay. So just to give some context of where m- we both, you know, lived and our reference to New York City. Um, right, which is which is why you, when you saw him with a suitcase, you were like, where is he going? I was like, oh, wait, I thought he just had a lot of school. books. That doesn't make I thought any he sense. had a lot of books. I didn't yeah. realize that that was like, when, he, that was when his father thought, said... Yeah. Yeah, and then when his father said, I'll see you this weekend, I'm like, okay, wait, did they make his parents divorce? And he's yep. like, no, they were both there That's that morning. The and then I was like, oh, this is a boarding school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I was confused. <laughs> but um, yes, that was not lost on me either. You're absolutely right, Anthony. Hmm. Um, the I think also, I miss Ganki. I wanted, is it Gank or Ganki? I always say it wrong. Uh. Um. I always wanted his, I wanted his friend to talk. He didn't talk the whole thing. He just kind of passed out. Oh, his roommate? Saw, yeah. Okay. Because Ganki, his, his best friend since he was three years old in the comics is Ganki Lee. And he looks, they drew him exactly like him. Yeah, but they he's never met him before. Yeah, that was like, they first, like he first introduced himself uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think they wanna they wanna build on that relationship a little bit more instead of being like friends since they were kids, which yeah. I think is a better way to do it because you see the relationship develop develop instead of having what we already have in Homecoming, which is an already mm-hmm. developed friendship when the movie begins. Yeah. Um, yeah. It did not register to me at all that he was like a name a named character. <laughs> I thought it was just some dude he lived with for like one gag. Fun fact, Post Malone did a voice uh, character as a Brooklyn bystander. <laughs> I, I, saw it, I saw it in the credits. I, I was, I was for some reason, my sister and I today, earlier today, I don't know how, but we ended up talking about Post Malone, and I looked up his Wikipedia page, and without realizing it, like I, I found his filmography section, which is one film into the Spider-Verse as Brooklyn Bystander. <laughs> yeah, so, because yeah. he does uh, the Sunflower song, which is an awesome song, by the way. Like, fucking, sure. the only Post Malone song I, I love. Um, 
And also, he sings it in the movie. Like, Miles sings it to possibly, calm himself. I think it's possibly the only Post Malone song I understand. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the best parts of that song are not even Post Malone singing. It's the person that's featured on it. Um, that's true. It's 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 um um Shamik Moore, his voice like nah, 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 mm. nah, 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 like doing that thing when he's yeah. got the headphones on. Oh, I that's was, hilarious. Uh, I thought it was someone else. Swy Swy. Oh, Lee? you don't think it? You don't think? Oh, you don't think it's um? He's oh, so when you're okay. hearing the song, you you're hearing um you're hearing Miles sing it as well yeah. along with the song. So you're hearing that voice, but the actual audio track has mm-hmm. Post Malone and Swiley. So that means in this universe, oh. Post Malone is an actual person. <laughs> I just wanted to make that very, very in clear. This, because in our universe, he's not. No, he is as well, but I just want to also distinguish that. Uh, but that's actually really cool. No, I'm writing all these down because you have all of the trivia. Okay, so Chance has a full album out. As someone who does po- trivia... I <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, I was in the movie theater by myself, so I could be a little bit more loud and obnoxious <laughs> and see and like be more observant about things. Tony being and Tony, then I can remember it better. Uh, and I also actually, wrote, no, I also wrote really, a lot really of it cool. down in like a notes thing that I have. Uh, so I had my phone oh, okay. out. Um, so I didn't have to worry about people yelling at me to put my phone away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I was cracking up to, like, the deepest cuts, and, like, there were kids, yeah. there were, like, little kids next to me who didn't get it, so, like, I was laughing at the beginning when, uh, Peter, I guess, Peter A. Parker, let's call him, was, like, doing his little <laughs> intro, and you see him do the Spider-Man 3 dance when he comes out of, like, Yes! The, yes! When he's... Yes! That was amazing! Yes. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I know where this movie is going, and I am so happy. There were deep yes. cuts in this movie. <laughs> Oh my god the the Spider Man the Spider Man Christmas album oh so good <laughs> like, I love Christmas how they album. made jokes of the commercialization of Spider Man like cause that's what we ex- experience every day yeah that's what we experience during Christmas I mean not Christmas during Halloween when everyone buys fucking Spider Man costumes hmm. yeah no you're absolutely right everybody's wearing them and then and then everybody's cosplaying yeah I mean again we don't want to give that away but and I'm not gonna give this part away but okay I guess the best way to ask this question is was was anybody did anybody else not realize or hear Chris Pine, Chris voice? Pine in the movie until yep. I, I, I saw the credits I, until I saw the credits? Yep, I did not know I that the original no Peter idea. Parker. Was I looked it up Pine. afterwards. I didn't even see the credits. <laughs> wait, nope. you missed the credits? No, I, I I missed his name in the credits, or like I didn't oh, notice okay, for some I'm reason. Like, wait I a no minute, the, the, <laughs> no, the, the, the mid credits was awesome. The mid credits was wild. Yeah, no, was, I, that's I did another not, one. Remember that, when I said I yelled during the, the, the trailer? <laughs> I yelled again when uh, that, <laughs> that scene came up. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? The mid credits were just like, uh, no, well, I'm not talking about the the end credits one. I'm talking about like just like the mid credits animation, which is like yeah. all the bajillion Spider Mans. <laughs> yes, the desk. And, and, the desk. and even the end one is, is oh, the is, end one is is good. Is for all of you memers out there. It was yeah. It was so it silly. Yeah. <laughs> it, had, it, just had, it had just the right amount of meme and substance, and that's all I want in end credit scene. Get ready, yeah. AP Marvel listeners, for our cursed episode about end credit oh, scenes, yeah, yeah. where I, I go through a detailed list of what makes a good end credit scene. And goddamn, oh, really <laughs> Into the Spider Verse did did they the best one um, because it covered all of the points that I needed. 
Uh, I really thought I really thought that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland would show up in this movie. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but like yeah. I was kind well, of surprised if they didn't. I also was really uh, I had heard that Lily Tomlin was going to be in the movie, but I was yeah. very excited to see who she ended up playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another one that took me a minute, and then I heard her voice, and I was, oh my god! It's <laughs> um, just Mary Jane. I'm sorry. Zoe Kravitz as Mary Jane Watson. Yes. Did yeah. Like there's. Few, I just was. I was completely surprised. And then of course, um, Haley Steinfeld, who's having yeah a very busy season. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's the voice of Gwen, and yeah. she's also starring in Bumblebee. Yep. Um, Good for and her. apparently also sings. I missed that part. Yeah, she's too. Pitch perfect too. Like Come on. <laughs> Right. No, I know. I just, I, you know what it was? I knew like that movie, it's sort of like when you see people outside of another, like a particular movie, you kind of miss it. Or if they look different, you miss it. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of miss that altogether. Um, yeah. A lot of the voices were great. Brian Tyree Henry as his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's so good. And he, he's the, he's a paper, paper boy in Atlanta, right? Yes. He yeah. Is. He's, he's so good in Atlanta. Oh my god! Um, yeah, that episode with the uh, with the barber shop was so f- with the, with the barber who's going through all those uh, errands is so funny. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of Prowler? Um. So I mean, Aaron I, Davis, basically Aaron Davis, his uncle. I think my my Wikipedia knowledge made me oh like when the Prowler showed up, I was like oh wait that's his uncle right? But um, it right. was still um, there was still something like very terrifying about him, like especially knowing like. When there's still a dramatic irony, when they don't realize who they are, and he's chasing him down, yeah, um, it's it was like this very intense feeling, and I liked how it was kind of reflected in uh, in the animation and the sound yep. design, and like I actually yep. jumped a few times when he was when he ended yeah. up in the uh, in the in the apartment. <laughs> no, um, absolutely. Yeah, and it, yeah. So instead of killing his mom, they killed his uncle, right? <laughs> Like, how, how Wait, Peter are we Parker's allowed to say that? Dead. Isn't that a spoiler? Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 I think we've this, already been spoiling is, stuff. We, we yeah. talked about the end scene. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I I, was, I will say this. I, I well, because in the comics, something similar happens. Mm. Um, so I kind of saw it coming. But I was really happy that he, they didn't make him attack Miles. I'm glad yeah. that when he realized who he was, he was like, oh, man, why are you here? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that... Um, that was the outcome because if they had made him attack him and then he found out who he was, that Miles found out who he was, I would have been like, he doesn't need that kind of trauma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think that's I think that's a very good point that it's very uh, significant that they were able to time his fear of fighting and also um, not hurting his like not uncovering like like finding his courage to Mm -hmm. then punch someone to end up being that person end up being his uncle like because that i feel like that happens in a lot of movies and tv shows but i like how they did it here where they separated the two he was not able to have any other issues stemming from punching his uncle who would then be right who who's then died um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, but I'm also glad that we saw a lot of, I'm glad, I'm glad Miles didn't know what he was doing when he got his powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, that, glad I, that he I, had I to learn lot, how to do, yeah. figure all that out. Yeah. Like that is, 
That is one problem I will say I had with Aquaman. I was like, isn't he supposed to be teaching you? You kind of learn kind of quick here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he had to earn the suit at the end, like, making his own suit, like, the kind of the, the black... Uh, mostly spray black painted and black suit and that he spray made at the end. The, like he, the... I was expecting to yeah. like be in that suit the whole time, but like it didn't come until the end, and that kind of made it more effective to me. Yeah, yeah. He made and, and also, he made it his own. And the, he and didn't the sneakers. just he didn't just <laughs> steal it. He just it's him wearing sneakers in a suit that made that was spray painted, and then a design that he spray painted on. And I like how earlier in the movie you you see that he's very good at spray painting, so it it fits. Yeah. yeah. I also like the fact that we are geeking out over a Spider-Man movie where the two main characters are in. Um, it's funny. I heard uh, somebody else say this the other day at Sci-Fi. So the two main characters are in sweatpants and Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, I'm serious because it really, it really gives to the everyman kind of thing of this. Yes. So I really feel like that's one of the themes. Like everybody can be. Spider-Man, everybody can be a hero. It just depends on the decisions that you make. Uh, Um, What's it? Um, There is a comic by this great tweeter by the name of Pixelated Boat. And one of the comics is about uh, Spider-Man without any pants. Uh, It's a very very meme-y comic. But basically is naked from the waist down Spider-Man. And it's just (laughs) Spider-Man swinging around. And then all of a sudden there's a text bubble that says, Hey, Spidey. We're sick. We are sick of seeing you. Your exposed anus and genitals. Put some pants on, you lazy bum. And then the next panel is just Spider-Man just saying no. And it is very dumb, <laughs> very minimal, but very funny. I highly recommend people go check out Pixelated Boats comics. They are very dumb and very over the top. Um, I, but it's like I will check this out. Because timed look, out perfect. I, it's it's actually uh, Pixelated PS4, Boats. Um, was... uh, pinch uh, pinch tweet. So check that out. Yeah. Hmm. I will absolutely check that out. And I, I mean, look, we've been looking at Spider-Man swinging around in his underwear and his skivvies <laughs> for PS4. In, in Spider-Man PS4, you can have a skin that basically is him riding around in Spider-Man boxers. Um, but what was really funny is sometimes it glitches and it sticks that way. Like, you can't put any clothes <laughs> on him. Yep. It's kind of what's happening with like Red Dead Redemption. Like, all of a sudden, he's just naked. It's very funny. Are you, are you in cutscenes as underwear Spider-Man? Yes. Like, is that... yes. Oh, oh, in yes, some of are. them, yes. Yeah, oh, it's yes, very are. funny. You can have the most dramatic scene, and he'll be wearing his his fucking uh, his one mask on, and he's fucking naked. Video games. Yes. Uh, the, there, there's that one meme that's been around for a while of just like when you when you customize your character when your customized character appears in a uh, in a cutscene, and yeah, it's like yeah. a real person dressed in this really crazy outfit outfit and it's like a very serious moment <laughs> uh that is funny little narrative dissonance um we yeah. have not set the king pin yeah. at all i well i was about to because i was gonna bring up leave schreiber <laughs> yeah um, yeah he played a giant square I, man the giant square but yes. he played I, like the visual uh, uh aesthetic of kingpin was exactly what he looked like in the comics very big and mm-hmm. a giant square man Custom-sized doors for him and his... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yes. No, they did a very good... It's funny because at first I thought about what a caricature he looked like and then I said, nope, in this world, it makes sense. Yep. It was really cool when they, like, when you focus on his face and there is n- there is nothing on the screen except Kingpin. Like, his entire body is... That's, fo- is that's another cool thing. Frame. He's wearing his black suit and his uh-huh. black... And when you zoom in on the face, it fits in, like... This person is supposed to be 
like all seeing, all knowing, all powerful in a sense. It's just a floating head. And I put that in quotes. And yeah. <laughs> no, no, and you know what's also interesting like, about it, it is his storyline also I was it it was very close to the even for people who are not reading comics, it's very close to the Daredevil storyline that mm-hmm. we've seen on Netflix. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, Vanessa. Like it was all rest about in peace. His, yeah, b- all Vanessa, about Vanessa. Yeah. Exactly, rest in peace. All about <laughs> Vanessa and the son that they have. Wait, did but she in die case, in season three? No, no, I'm talking about the show no. being rescued. Oh, in the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dead. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, no. She died in multiple realities. But I Those think what's interesting suck. is that version of her doesn't know what he does in the comics. In the in, in the Daredevil Netflix version, she was fully on board with how he ran the city. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't have a child yet. I mean, it was still pretty early nope. on in the Netflix show. But um, it, it was interesting to me kind of having the same plot line of, oh, you... Kingpin also lost someone, but unlike the spider people, like he, um, he is not able to uh, cope with that, and he goes through absurd lengths to try to bring them back, rather than trying to kind of, you know, uh, carry that tragedy uh, with hey, him. Uh, I just want to put this out there: Kingpin's exact plot line is the exact same plot line of the TV show Fringe. Uh, just putting that out there. <laughs> oh, Thank you very much. Uh, it is God. the exact same, You're and right. I when I tell you the exact same, JJ Abrams, the exact. Same thing. I thought you said Fringe at first instead of Fringe, and I was no. like, wait a minute. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, nah, in the TV nah, show nah. Fringe, uh, the main character's son, wow. spoiler, uh, it's like six years ago, but the main character's son is actually the kid version from another universe, and the scientist in the other universe tries everything to get his real son back, because Never in our universe, finish. his son died of a disease that in the other universe, the scientist was able to fix. And the only reason why he wasn't wow. able to fix it in our universe is because he did too much acid. Okay, <laughs> oh JJ, JJ Abrams. All right, but the acid my was able to make him create an right interdimensional now, portal. He's absolutely right. This is. Uh, <laughs> I remember all of this. I have not seen the show in years. I have not read anything about this show in years. I just remember it. Uh, and yet, Anthony, alone in a movie theater, probably wrote the word. Uh, fringe like in giant letters on his fringe. notepad. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's hilarious! Dear Lord. Oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm literally like processing this. You're right. You're right. Oh my yeah, god. Kingpin. Kingpin is a uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think about the? Because you know, our episode last week was about Spider-Man sympathetic villains. So I mean. Could you kind of see that same through line of, of, oh, this is, you can kind of get where Kingpin's coming from and why he's doing this, even though he is a violent maniac. You could see it better than other, like, superhero villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's more online with the other Spider-Man villains, where <laughs> the other Spider-Man villains, you had more time with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it was kind of like, Bad guy does bad thing, has a reason to want to do it, and then all the other dialogue was more not exposition or character development, but just more of like like grunts, noises, or the next twenty four hours or something like, like something <laughs> like that. Um, um, you more got like there was like one quick like there was only two sentences you need to kind of understand Kingpin's uh, through line, and that was mm-hmm. Spider A Parker. Uh, Peter A. Parker's uh, uh, statement in the beginning of the movie, and then Ooh, yeah. basically um, uh, the scene where, uh, like, basically just like 
the one scene showing uh, Kingpin fighting Spider-Man and Vanessa running away. That's mm-hmm. it. That's those uh, two things all you needed, and then you understand it. Um, I mean, I mean that that line in the beginning, like the, the thing that got Kingpin to freaking murder him, like that was a um, yeah. Like also, this the was fact like that the only fir- took, the, the fact that only takes one line to do that to spell out his whole motivation. I think that really goes to show how powerful one. It line took can eighteen be. years to actually um, kill Spider Man, so I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, they they killed him earlier in Infinity War, so they killed him twice in twenty eighteen. Oh my uh, god! They killed Spider Man twice. They did. They killed him twice, and they killed him in the first like I felt eighteen minutes of this film. I was like, whoa, okay. No, but I no, but this is so sorry. This is the first perma death. Yes, sure. That's true. Yes. This, and that's true. And actually, we should be seeing. Um, I thought we were going to see a Far From Home trailer soon, either last week or this week, but we're probably not. Uh, unless you're in Brazil, because uh, they got to see it in, yeah. in their Comic-Con. But yeah, so this is the first time we actually see a superhero die, like permanently. Like mm-hmm. a mainstream superhero die permanently. The title other hero. Than, yeah. Other than Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. So Although, it's not permanent. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking, no, I'm talking about with, well, yeah, but I'm talking about in the sense of like, the character's death cause is permanent and will not af- and affected the other characters significantly to fulfill their task. Got it. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. And also, I didn't hear Chris Pine's voice as I mentioned earlier. Which is now, now technically, Marvel has all the Chris's. Let's say. Um, oh wow. oh my god they do, <laughs> they do. <laughs> the, the chris the, oh, the chris man. assimilation is complete <laughs> yeah pretty soon now, i the, will be in the movies um, the other so. the other character that i thought was hilarious was was nicholas cage as, as spider-man yes Nora. yes and he he <laughs> was just so dead what is this cube what color is this that's is is this green is this purple is this red? Because he all he sees is black and white. Right. I will. I will solve this cube thing. <laughs> and even though I don't know what it is, I will solve it. <laughs> um, I I feel like they tried to give all of the other the auxiliary Spideys, let's call them, uh, Spider Ham, Penny Parker, and Noir. Uh, kind of tried to give them their own through line, and yeah. they obviously they obviously can't devote as much time to them mm-hmm. as as with the other three Spideys. As, as, but as they gave, like I think the way that they had the comics, like let let's let's talk about the story. So you see the Peter A. Parker's backstory, which gives you basically everything you need to know about Spider Man if you haven't you know if you lived under a rock forever, um, and then. <laughs> They give you Peter B. Parker, how he got into this universe, and what happens in his universe. And they give it, like, pretty straightforward, pretty understanding. And this is, like, like, like down to the, fun, like the, like the perfect moments, like, from the comics, which I think is, is cool. And then you have uh, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider-Gwen, and, you know, you know, perfect, you know, all that stuff. And then when they introduce the other three characters, they throw the comics, all three comic books, uh, down onto the other three comics because it's like a mm-hmm. yeah. separate aside, and it's like okay, there's a lot of shit <laughs> going on, and I think that was a cool little joke and um, aside to say like there's there, these characters are not just made up for the movie; they are real people. There are real comics about them, yeah. which is an yeah. additional thing. Um, yeah. it, it's just that like those through lines were like 
the the Rubik's cube thing, like that was that was funny the first time, but that was I felt like that was the only joke they had with Spider Man Noir. Um, and, well, also when when yeah. they're talking about who they lost, and oh, he sure. says, you know, yeah. I lost my dad. I lost. He's like, yes. I, when when Peter B. Parker says, I lost my Uncle Ben, and Noir says, yes, I lost my Uncle Benjamin. <laughs> so yeah, I laughed at that like, one. He oh, had these little okay. moments yeah. were yeah. which were, um. I think something got lost in translation with Penny's story too, because yep. I've had I've had several people say to me like, "Why was she upset that the robot died? Yeah, that's, spiders, that's where that, the power yeah. came from." Well, and they didn't they did not execute that properly. Her father built because, the robot, exactly. But I don't think that was made clear. I knew that from I the agree. comics, but I don't oh, think that no, was made I, clear. I remember hearing movie. it, but it wasn't as uh, distinct as I think other people would have gotten. Um, yeah, like and, she and was her father, running you, through her 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 backstory. Yes, yes, and and her father, like that was the last remnant of her father. Like that's all she had left. So I, that's why she was upset. But I, so so many people were like, "Why is she mad? It's just a robot. She's got the spider." I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it didn't register. <laughs> it's her to me. dad. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't realize it until after seeing the movie, because like when I was watching, I was just like, "Oh, it's sad. She lost something that was like a part of her." But I didn't. But I thought, "Oh, it's just a robot. She'll just rebuild another one." And then after I thought about like going through the movie again now, um, I was just like, "Oh yeah, she said that that was her father." And then, and then I was able to remember before we talked about it. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the they briefly were able to describe all the characters like noir. Um, Ham and Penny, real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they could have gone like I I'm partially glad they didn't, partially disappointed they didn't, but they could have gone on the way where like maybe just that last final scene might have like a bunch of other Spider People popping out just for like this one action sequence. I I imagine that would have been too hard to animate. No, I think that would have been um, I think and... that would have been kind of like what happened in Iron Man three. Sure. Where yeah, you saw yes. all of these, you saw all of these amazing suits do amazingly cool things that all have all of their character like plot lines and storylines. They all get then, their two seconds of screen time. But then time. you see them of two <laughs> seconds, and then they get put back into their own timeline. You're just like, I wanted more of that. So thank you. Yeah, I and I don't, I don't want that. that. And I don't want that. I could have used more of that and less of the Tony Stark ambient commercial that was at like <laughs> the beginning of that movie. Oh my! <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was wondering what you were talking about. Yeah, because he was like, I, can't, I can't sleep. I can't. <laughs> Nobody. I, I, I. The, the, there's something in this. You know, uh, I'm not dedicated to this anymore. I wonder if Pe- um, Pepper even loves me anymore. He just kept monologuing and he kept staying up at night. And I'm like, somebody give him a sleeping pill so we can get out of this scene. Well, PTSD um, is pretty intense, and I don't. I, I don't know if Ambien could just be the. <laughs> I think that was my problem with that. I wasn't getting PTSD from that, from him. And I don't know if really? it was the writing or the performance. But again, this is me having many, many problems with <laughs> with Iron Man 3 and it's personal. Yeah. I know. All, all I'll um, say about this is that uh, if, you, if you see uh, writer-director Shane Black's uh, take on autism in The Predator, you'll understand maybe why he doesn't really get PTSD in Iron Man 3. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like I, really I, bad I, combined with the fact that Shane Black allowed a pedophile to be in oh, yeah. Predator. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but no, I felt anyway. I felt that also though when I saw when I saw Predator, I was like, whoa! Why would you see- everybody here has a mental? Why would you see this movie? 
I was, I was, I had to. I literally, I had to. I was, I had to talk about it what? for my job. I swear. Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is the problem with capitalism: is that you have to then watch, well, then you have to watch horrible movies. I drank movies. heavily afterwards. If it makes you feel <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Oh <laughs> See, good thing. Yeah, it was. Good thing I don't it, have it jobs like you two that I, make I was... you watch bad movies. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sorry. Yes, which was not. No, the only other thing I was going to say about Penny is that, now this is something that I I actually have to look up. I do know that in order to use the, it's basically the SP slash DR suit, which is the spider suit. Okay. um, the, the, The radioactive spider is actually part of the suit and you can't run it unless it bites you. So I'm pretty sure that every time she gets in the suit, it has to bite her. But I have to go back and check that. I do know that it had to bite her the first time, but right. that's kind of the way the suit works. Get that yeah, little weird pit, system. and now you're in. Yeah, yeah. It's like you you have to you have to be like drift compatible with the <laughs> with the spider. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's what that's sort of the way. And she's from Earth. Like, um, yeah. wait, I have to look this up. She's like I don't in the future. Her. Yeah, she's from Earth. One four five one two. Do the Marvel writers just pull the numbers out of their ass? So here's the thing. Well, this is a technical thing that I wanted to bring up. So like, there is a handbook floating out there with all the number, all the number designations for all these universes, right? Like even mm-hmm. with the yes. what if comics. So like, yes. the MCU is like one nine 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 whatever. There's sixteen oh two is three thirteen, I believe. Sure. Yeah. So three eleven. Sorry. Yeah. So with Peter Parker. I'm confused. So like, if Let's say so, so it, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> is like part of the Marvel multiverse. So yes, when you have is. different multiverse when you have different universes in this movie, are they also all their own numbers too? And are they yes. like yeah, the they same actually, in in the scene in the beginning of the movie where um in the first uh, the particle accelerator uh went on, you saw on a screen all of the different multiverse dimensions actually have numbers designated to them. I don't know if those were the actual numbers because all of the characters that came into our universe have different numbers yeah. attached so to them. Like, I universe. saw 616 so, on that screen, but like we did not oh, see yes. 616 Spider Man here, right? Uh, you get what I'm saying? Peter B. Parker, tech- Peter B. Parker is amazing, Spider Man. Yeah, he's amazing, but he's, uh, let me see, I'm pretty sure, and I have to, again, look this up, I'm almost positive that Peter A. was supposed to be 616. That's what I was thinking. Right. But I the, thought yeah. that the universe that they were in was... So are there two no, different wait. 616s then? <laughs> actually, actually, there might be this. Peter B. Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man, might be 616, but the Spider-Man that we were looking at was mm-hmm. a different separate spider-man in miles morales's universe which would be the ultimate universe which would be the ultimate universe okay no which that actually makes more six. sense that actually makes more sense the og one that means yeah peter that means peter b parker is from 616 you're absolutely right because i keep thinking that peter a parker which is what i'm gonna call that one yeah i keep thinking he was a separate universe but he wasn't he was in the same universe as, as miles, as miles. Yeah. but so like i agree with I right. agree with Anthony. Part of part of me actually thought that when when his head got dunked into the 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 particle accelerator, that actually mm-hmm. that that was the moment he was going to die because I knew he was going to die. But I thought his like 
his particles were going to scatter throughout <laughs> right. the entire multiverse, and that's how it created every single Spider-Man in every other universe. Yeah, they kind of did a Final thought... Destination with that. Yeah, <laughs> you I, thought that only, Twitter was going to die, that's not what it was. Yeah, because I only thought there was, like, because the whole thing was like, oh, there's only one Spider-Man. And then it sent the Spider-Man particles out everywhere, and then it created the same kind of same structure of spider-man and multiple different universes at different times and it basically created that spider that bit miles and then it, that spider went back in time to right before it bit miles right congratulations the... amy pascal has hired you to be the writer of the next spider-verse movie oh god i hate this why does my head hurt my head hurts so much oh my god i hate it but then and and then i think also i had a better handle on the different universes until um secret wars and then i was like all right really they just kind of push them now? together right and the, battle the worlds i think yeah. you might do and, superior spider-man because yeah. i know there's a superior spider-man run out right now so it'd be cool if they did a movie version of that and then there's also Spider-Geddon. But actually, they they could set up... I think this movie is poised to set up, like, not just three different movies. I could see Peter Porker having a, a Saturday morning oh, cartoon oh, again for kids. Oh, it would be so good. And... It would be so good. John Mulaney yeah. would have a TV show again. That would be good. <laughs> uh, uh, that would be good. Uh, what else? What was I thinking of? Um, but, but Gwen, I think, is she's they've already announced yeah, that Gwen's It's going to have Silk. Own. It's going to be Silk, Spider-Gwen, and then... Sure. I'm missing the third one. Maybe Spider-Woman. Black Cat, maybe? Spider-Woman. I think it's Spider-Woman, yeah. And Spider-Woman, yeah. And Spider-Woman showed up in Miles' original storyline, so that's who I think they're going to go for. Yeah. Because basically, after Peter Parker dies in the comic, in in Miles Morales now um, comic, and he takes on the mantle of Spider-Man... He he does that. He goes to a costume shop and he gets a Spider-Man suit and starts running around saving people. But people are like, dude, that's in poor taste. Like, why would you do that? Spider-Man's dead. Mm. And she kidnaps him and is like, look, I don't know who you are or what you think you're doing, but this is not cool. And she t- she kidnaps him, takes him to S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's interrogated by Nick Fury. But Spider-Woman is the whole reason why anybody finds out who he is. So it makes sense as Spider-Woman is in this universe. Okay. Um, well, you guys are like, all right. Yeah, I will take your word for it. <laughs> I'm. I mean, this is partially because it's like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, but like, I felt I had very, I had a lot of Lego Movie vibes. Not in terms of like, I mean, uh-huh. they had, they both had kind of like breakneck action paces, but I feel like the Lego Movie spun off into its own, like there's Lego Batman movie, Lego Ninja, yada yada yada, and like, are they gonna Lego Movie the Spider Verse? Are they gonna have like separate spin-offs and it sounds like that's the plan like that sounds like what that's exactly what they announced but yeah. can you see that being a sustainable like sub franchise of like separate spider-verse movies with their own styles i guess is that something you want to see oh, well, something Sony wants to see there's, there's money yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah, lot of money yeah. there um i can see that i can see it happening i don't know if like trademark wise because i feel like so much of DC has that unlock. Um, I can see it. I really think that what this movie is going to do, because in not just in animation, but in movies and in comics, there's such a big push for the YA market. I ah, think there's like divergent. five movies. <laughs> yes, there you go. Exactly. There's the, exactly that. But but there's a lot of that age group 
that would love to see an animated movie with like we like we said with Gwen and things like that. But they also have to think of the younger market, and that's where Peter Parker, Parker comes in, and that's where I think a Lego movie could really do well. Now, all of us are grown, and we're still going to watch a Lego movie. But there's a lot of people that need to do something with their kids. They want to take them to see a lot of these movies. And you can't take it. I I would feel uncomfortable taking a 12-year-old to see Venom. I would absolutely <laughs> not take a child to see Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of movies out now that, even though we're like, oh, that's tame or whatever. Um, Infinity War. Like, Watch all your right. favorite characters <laughs> right. die. Exactly. <laughs> Like traumatizing these kids. I think there's a lot here for that market. And they're trying really hard to find ways to push toys, to push merchandise. Um, I I can see even, you know, since cosplay is so big, I can see even costumes coming out of this. Um, Halloween next year is going to be full of stuff. Oh, it's going to um, be litty. So, so I can see it. I can see a Lego movie coming out of this. And I, and I for well, one, no, will go watch well, it. Well, sorry, continue. No, I'm saying is I don't think they can. I don't know if they actually can pull it off in terms of licensing and stuff like that. But if it was possible, I would go see it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, not so much like an, a literal Lego movie, but like the Lego movieization, I guess is what I'm calling gotcha. it. Like, yeah, gotcha. Where they yeah, would yeah. spin it off into of a Lego yeah. movie. Now, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, like Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen gets her own movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Peter Porker. I, I guess the animated Pe- cartoon. Peter Porker is very funny, but I feel yeah. like John Mulaney not being able to curse is wasted. Um. Or make yeah. sexual innuendos would be wasted. Uh, there was a uh, clip. Uh, he was on Fallon, and he was uh, he shared some uh, not safe for work outtakes uh, during voice voice recording sessions. Um, because obviously yeah. you can't cuss in these movies, but he did exactly. so in character. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah. I. I don't know. I feel like this might be like character style wise. I feel like it might be a once one shot use in my opinion like yeah. i feel like mm-hmm. the character style is like the style is very very cool and i feel like other companies should take the mantle of it and then do something that has no attachment to other stuff like a whole new ip uh which is very very hard to do but in the same style would be really mm-hmm. cool because then you could do a lot of unique things with it but i feel like doing another spider person movie with this same style will which is going to happen anyway yeah it's just a sequel obviously yeah but i just feel like the sequel has to be like the characters have to be just as good maybe better than this movie just because the style is going to be the same as it was it's not new yeah a lot of what made this movie amazing combined with the action and the style uh, uh, combined with the action, the character points and the, the theming and like what it represents from the IP is the style. And that added to this big hype about this movie. Mm-hmm. When they make the next one, they have to take that into account. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, sure. That makes um, sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it does make sense. All right, cool. No, I, ha- yeah. I have no, this is a weird tangent. I have no reference for Ninja Turtles, but they did a Ninja Turtles crossover thing where it was like the, like the cartoons of different decades meeting each other, um, mm-hmm. which, looks, which I, I must say it looks more jarring, but um, that was a thing they tried to do. Um, 
So I'm wondering if it's um I like the Spider-Verse approach better because they are uh reinter like you know uh Spider-Ham, uh Spider-Gwen, etc. They all exist already, but they are um reinterpreting them for this movie rather than like trying to pull directly from wherever they came from. Like if they tried to pull in like like say 60 Spider-Man um, he was in the uh, final credit scene, but if <laughs> they, if, if they tried to make him a full character in that movie, I don't think that would have worked as well. Uh, but if they tried to like stay true to the original sixty animation, I don't think that would have worked very well. You're Spider Man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like like you know, you can't just um. You have to like adjust things. I think the uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for going on another tangent, but the 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 thing I would compare this to is like how Smash Bros. Um, <laughs> takes all these Nintendo characters together, but they make them, even though they have different proportions and whatnot and different styles, they all look like they belong in the same place. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas, yeah. yeah, PlayStation tried to do their own Smash Brothers, and they just kind of copied and pasted, and putting it's Nathan bad. Drake next to Prap the Rapper was the, was, <laughs> it looked awful. It looked putting, terrible. Putting the character from, um, uh, is it Inhuman? The one with the guy with the electrical fingers. Uh, infamous. Uh, infamous, thank infamous. you. Yeah. Uh, infamous next to uh, talk about Sly Inhumans. Cooper uh, is really silly. <laughs> um, and and <coughs> yeah. remember, is a thing that also exists for the PlayStation 3. Uh, yeah. You can get it in stores now. Um, no, don't don't push this here. <laughs> We're not sponsored by PlayStation, by the way. Sega All-Stars. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We're putting it out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, Spider Verse like had had a very good um, way of unifying that aesthetic. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they will like ch- if they do a sequel, if they will change the roster, if they'll try to like come up with different animation styles, or mm-hmm. uh, I mean, would you watch a would you watch a full two hour Spider Gwen movie with that with um, the Spider Gwen aesthetic, like that kind of purple neon look? I, I honestly I don't think that that would be... A, well, short answer, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Longer answer, I don't think... I think that was just a taste. Yeah. And that they would use that, like... We'd see that purple in the title sequence, and then it would open up to something else. Sure. Like, I don't think we would see that all the time. Or maybe that is the view... That is how Miles sees her universe. But Ooh. in her universe, it's normal. Like, I, I we guess couldn't... So, yeah. It could not possibly be that for two hours. Dear God. Yeah, but I... You're right, but also I feel like some executive would just scream and be like, "Make it all purple. She's a she's a girl. Just make it all look like that." Yeah, Two hours. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope that somebody. Haley Seinfeld. She was in Bumblebee. Them. She's a leading actress now. Make this movie and exactly. Um, Bumblebee's an amazing movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> is what they will say. Yeah, right. I mean, um, she's Oscar nominated. True Grit was a great movie. Wait, really? Oh, wow. Wait, what? Yeah, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Haley what? Steinfeld was in True Grit? She was the girl, like, who was trying to, like, avenge her, her dad or something. I forget, but, but yeah. That's... You, you, none of you are seeing this, but I am taking my glasses off. I am putting them <laughs> on the ground. I am putting <laughs> the fingers to the bridge of my nose, and I am just going, <sighs> I do not know any of this. Are you like the Antonio Banderas gif, is, like of him? Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's that one gif from him in Spy Kids. Uh, Spy Kids, 
that I believe is him doing that exact same thing. I don't think it's from Spy Kids, I but yeah. I did not um, know we would be quoting Spy Kids this uh, evening. Also, <laughs> something that I learned is, and I'll be talking about it, but Sabrina brought it up. Um, sure. Aquaman is Island of Lost Dreams. Spy oh, Kids okay, too. stop this right now. No, we're not having this conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> we were we'll talking about this in like topic episode, today. but... Oh, but I haven't but even I seen have, it but yet, But I brought up Spy Kids, so I had to bring up Spy Kids... The the last recent reference to Spy Kids, um, in my that's head. hilarious. God damn you, Anthony! <laughs> I get that a lot. You know what they say? I'm obnoxious but endearing. Guns. <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing I kind of want to ask, but um, you know, I I'm kind of playing stupid. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate, but um, could you answer the question of why it is important for Miles Morales to exist? Why is it important for um, for children to see, you know, he he was in the comics, but like now this is his first mainstream film. Why is that? Why is that important? Would you say? How would you describe that? Um. Okay. Well, I'll start with the obvious, which I think is very true, and that is representation matters, or in my world, I call it normalization matters. Um, I think. Uh, I think the thing that happened at the beginning of this year that we were just saying, longest year ever, um, Black Panther proved, T'Challa, son of T'Chaka, proved that um, a movie with not just a diverse cast of characters, but people of color in the leads, Black people in the leads, Black Latino in the leads, can do really well. Look how much money that made and... Look how it's affected so many other genres. So it's sort of one thing that to say it, but another thing to prove it. Okay, so that's one thing. Second, um, I'm gonna bring it up an analogy. I remember when, um, remember when Ryan Reynolds. We're gonna. I, I know you don't want to think about this, but remember <laughs> when Ryan Reynolds starred as Hal Jordan in in Green Lantern? Sure. Remember how I'll, bad, I'll pretend that actually happened. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that movie didn't do well for multiple reasons. But one of the main reasons was John Stewart, the Green Lantern mm-hmm. that was in the Justice League and the JLA animated series, was the one that kids had grown up on. Yeah. So everybody was making this Hal Jordan Green Lantern movie out of nostalgia, but their target market didn't know who the hell he was. Mm-hmm. So even though Peter Parker, everybody talks about how amazing, you know, uh, Peter Parker is, and the and and it's an iconic character, which it is. I'm not saying it's not, but the the Spider-Man movies are over 15 years old. The the ones that like Tobey Maguire started. Yeah. So you're looking at an entire generation of people that uh, let's say uh, let's see Miles Morales came on the scene in the comics in 2006. Even though a lot of people might not know that. Like, kids might 12. not know that. They'll be 12 right now. Um, yeah. That's They're, prime. That's prime, you know. It is prime, but look at everything else. The corporations else grab those children's beautiful <laughs> monies. <laughs> but they're also, not only are they prime, they're living in a world where, like, a 12-year-old today is living in a world where their classmates are diverse. Mm. They are, yeah. they have LGBTQ friends. See what I'm saying? That are out. You know what I mean? Like, there are... So, even the the 
I think the disconnect has been the people that are running the companies are not looking at the actual market that they're, you know, trying to talk to. So it's not strange to have a bilingual or black Puerto Rican, you know, kid be in a mainstream movie because that that's real life. And I, I know some people say, oh, well, you live in New York, so it's different. I'm like, no, I've traveled. <laughs> And we're we're everywhere. <laughs> so I think it's really important, especially now when we're seeing and hearing every day you turn on the news. And I swear to God, I'm so happy I get paid to read comic books and watch superhero movies because I need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because reality right now, when you're seeing just violence against um immigrants, children put into cages. Um, even kids, like I, you know, I, it, it's frightening to think of what a mother has to tell a child now who's stopped by the police. The police is supposed to be the person that helps you. And, you know, not for many little black boys and girls, they think that, you know, they, they could be hurt by him. And I also think that's a very deliberate move, making Miles's father a, a cop, trying to also say not all, you know, not all cops are out here to kill you. So mm-hmm. it's just, these are images that need to be seen because there's an entire, I personally feel, a lot of teenagers are dealing with depression and frightening things just from literally looking at the news and dealing with bullying and dealing with everyday you know, life. Because there's so much, it's more than negativity. It's like straight up violence. Um, that is part of the reality that I think seeing someone that looks like them, it's not just a superhero, but you know, is trying to figure things out. He's not perfect. It's such a relatable, well-written character. I think it's extremely important that, um, that a character like Miles Morales is seen right now. And I will get down off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was great. I mean, I think that, I think the movie captured all, a lot of that really well on the fact that he's, you know, he he doesn't spend much of the movie superheroing. He is just a normal guy who you can um kind of see yourself in, and it kind of um, yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and and the whole point with escapism and superhero fiction is that it's not it's not meant to um make you forget about all those terrible things you're seeing in the news. It's to kind of give you kind of give you a little inspiration, give you some hope that you can overcome that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony, do you have anything to add? Um, basically everything that you, that that's already been said, I just, I'm just trying to think because I want to add something, uh, there was something else I wanted to add that was kind of... You sound like thinking is like hurting you right now, you sound No, I'm just a little far, I was a little far away from the mic, I was <laughs> leaning back on my couch. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I thought you were trying to have a brain blast. No, I, well, I am trying to have a brain blast. Yeah. Um, you know, that's actually the second time I said brain blast today, uh, which is weird, uh... Uh, what is it? Uh, give me one second. Sure. Well, Chris, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I I don't. I feel like everything I would just say is echoing you. Um, but it it was it was really um, it, it was really important to me, and I I kind of uh, that's just what I kind of centered my reviewed on uh my my review on, but um. Reminding us that Spider-Man is is named the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, 
there have been some bad Spider-Man pieces of fiction out there, but um, no matter like how good or bad it is, that the parts that I always like are when he's just like on the ground and interacting with people, um, whether it's in yeah. costume or out of costume. And there is something so um, thrilling about this scene near the beginning where Miles is just walking on the street and just interacting with everyone, um, just being a person. And yeah. um, there was something about that that I felt a lot of movies, you know, especially live action movies, just do not capture. I think I thought um, Homecoming did a little so, bit of that. Yeah. Oh, you no. Know, Homecoming absolutely did. And I, even like I, you know, I, I, I talk about how much I hate the Amazing Spider-Man two. But my favorite mm-hmm. scene from that movie is when uh, I think uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, Spider- uh, Peter Parker, he saves this kid who is being bullied. Uh, and then, you know, the bullies run away and uh, Spider-Man walks home with the kid. And I just love that uh, that image. Um, so um, something I-, I find Miles Morales to be such an interesting character, especially as someone who is not familiar with the comics, because... Um, my impression of Miles Morales is that he can't really exist in a vacuum. Like, I feel like part of his character is following the legacy, uh, following the le- mm-hmm. like, following the legacy of uh, Ultimate Peter Parker dying. Uh, in this case, in Spider Verse, like of watching Peter Parker die, uh, which I think is kind of a crazy image, like put yeah. in a mainstream movie. Yeah, it was. Um. So the fact that uh, he he's very he's lucky in this movie because he has the guidance of like five different spider people, but I assume yeah. in the comics he has to kind of kind of go that on his own and he has to kind of try to follow that legacy, but creating his own path. You know, he's becoming, um, he's remembering like what the ideals of Spider-Man are, which is something that like you know as this movie reminds us is something that we should all kind of embody, like just being a good person. Um, while forging his own path to it. And I think that's something really special about the Miles Morales character. I think it's really, it's, again, like, talking about how escapism is about inspiration and bringing hope. Um, what Peter Parker does for Miles Morales, I'd like to think that the Spider-Man idea does for, uh, us real human beings as a people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Miles Morales is just such a good way to convey that, and that's why I just... Also, I just realized that Shamik, uh, Moore is also the guy from Dope, which I love. I love that yeah. movie, Dope. Yeah, <laughs> And that character was sort of, like, semi-superhero. A little bit, in a, in yeah. A, in a, yeah. In a, in a, and he's also from The Get Down. Yeah, oh, man, I have to binge that sometime, because I keep... Me too. I, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I have, uh, some... Rain blast. They're, they're more they're more specific notes, but it's like mm-hmm. why spe- like because uh, you're gonna have those those assholes out there. It's like why specifically Miles? And because like you gotta <laughs> you can't just because when you talk to those people, you can't just say diversity because that's important. But also yeah. you have to tell them the specific parts. But also so like the specific parts are more of like where you have Peter Parker being more of an awkward person. Uh, Miles is more of a nervous person. Uh, and more yeah. of a shyer sure. person, and sure. you're introducing him into a new scene of people where he doesn't know anyone at his new school. And on top of that, he also has to introduce. He's being introduced to four, uh, five other characters from other parallel dimensions mm-hmm. that have superpowers. So how his also his special powers that come to his, come to his Spider-Man 
are very unique and different, but also connect to who he is as a person, which I think is an interesting take to have. Um, that's kind of I the... Agree. I mean, because I, I wanted to build on top of everything that both of you said, which were all great and stuff. It's just... I don't I couldn't really think of anything else additionally that was... Yeah. Also, the shower thought I had today, uh, Miles Morales, another um, alliteration uh, name, like Peter Parker, Miles Morales. Oh, how, how, did, how did you today. just have that? I'm so that? stupid. I did not realize. Well, that. no, it's it's fun. well. What's funny about that is uh, the question that gets asked a lot is um, why is he not Miles Davis? Mm-hmm. It's Miles <laughs> Davis Morales. Well, no, it's not. He's Miles. Oh, I can't remember what his middle name is. Well, no, I thought his... I thought his last name was his both of his parents' names. That's what is assumed, but it's never written. If you look at like the Marvel wiki, his his last name is Morales. So. So and a lot this, of oh like, wow, that's very progressive of the dad to take the wife's name. That's what I went for, but then of course you know there were trolls who were like, "Oh, she was a single mother." It's like, wow, no, mm-hmm. she actually wasn't. But okay, <laughs> Miles Davis is already taken. Also, <laughs> right, exactly. Also, Jefferson Miles Davis, Davis and Miles Davis are related. Jefferson uh, Davis. Exactly. Oh God, no! I take that back. See? Oh Jesus, you just got it right. Oh God, <laughs> Anthony just got it. You're right, oh man? God! <laughs> oh no! Sweet. Jesus, that was funny watching that happen. No, or listening to it happen. Oh God! You're gonna be um, all right, man. Breathe, breathe yeah. deep. It's one, really one blowing everyone's minds today. Kind of like yes. um, nitpicky type, not nitpicky type of thing, but just like a question. It was just interesting seeing all the different suits in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like all the different Hanging suits up. that you play that you can play with in Spider-Man PS4 be the suits that Spider Peter A. Parker has in a cage in his basement. I know. I know. <laughs> like, all of the Spider-Man suits. The, there was the green and black one. There was the gold and black one. There was, um, I don't know if there was the punk Spider-Man. There was the PS4 Spider-Man suit. And it's just like, where did he get all these suits? Some of those are from different timelines. Yeah, some of, some so of those I are won't from dwell on this because we should wrap this up soon. But like, were those were those all suits that he used, or were they like from other dimensions? I was so did, confused by that. A little did, bit. But there was no way to find out because he was gone by that. <laughs> yeah, I, the only witness. So, so Ted. the the Spider Man that we saw at the end of the movie, other than the 1962 Spider Man, uh, which was interesting because in the credits it said. Uh, content from the nineteen, the Spider-Man TV show, nineteen sixty-two to whatever, uh, is owned by Marvel Television. I was just like, oh, okay, that's because they referenced the Spider-Man theme song earlier on in the movie, not to what would actually happen in the end credit scene, because that happens sometimes, where the I credits, feel, the credits like actually, was, t- the well, well, it is also both. Um, oh, okay. The credits sometimes yeah. tease what's going to happen in the end credits. Yeah. Um cuz like it, in like too. Guardians 1 um uh it's uh wait was uh I'm sorry. I know Chris we got to end it. They had Howard the Duck created by but after his scene. So I'm not sure if that was what you were going for. Was that the end end credits or the mid credits? That was the end credits. Okay, yeah. See, that was um see it said Howard the Duck played by uh uh, whatever Seth Green. his name, Seth Green, but that was in the main credits, right? I don't think so. Oh, I think well, it was whatever. uncredited, I, I, and they did not have the created by credit until after 
the uh, the post credit scene. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a dumb, silly thing. But regardless, <laughs> like that's Spider Man 2099, like Oscar Isaac, you know, who, where you can actually play as that suit in Spider Man PS4. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, they're really going all out with this. They're really they're bringing everything. Cutting deep. <laughs> yeah. So. They are. They Sony, Sony, they got Sony, something in this for everybody. Sony did the smart thing and realized, hey, we have all these Spider-Man characters, and there's a lot of Spider-Man characters. So we're just like, hey, let's make a video game, a Spider-Man video game, and let's also make an animated Spider-Man movie with a unique uh, yeah. animation style, let's... and have five, six different Spider-Mans in it, and then with the Spider-Man video game, you have like thirty different suits that are from different Spider-Man timelines, and then introduce another Spider-Man in the end credit scene of this Spider-Man. That would be cool. Uh, here's the last thing I'll say because number one, we have to wrap up. Number two, I gotta use the bathroom really badly. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope, I would not give Sony. I would not give Sony the corporation that much credit. Oh I no! I was also gonna. I was gonna add like one of the things that I think is that mainline Sony didn't think this movie would do well, and that's why they had the uh, the end credit scene of Venom was a clip from this movie. So that it would get people excited for a movie that they thought people would not be interested in, possibly. And yeah, because so and because Sony Animation did the hard work for this, and this was the only mm-hmm. time they did the hard work for this they because the, the other movie they, they made the was the fucking Emoji Movie. Just want to put that out oh, there. Oh wow, really? <laughs> they did the oh Emoji. The people oh that God. made Into the Spider Verse also made the Emoji Movie, so you can't really go down from that. Yeah, um, I mean, like you know, Lord and Miller, like you know, they weren't not they were not the directors. You know, Peter Ramsey, Rodney Rothman, and I can't pronounce the last dude's name, but like they, I love how uh, Lord and Miller describe them as like the three different directors as um, separating them between the action guy, the comedy guy, and the poet, which I think is kind of cool. But you know, Lord and Miller, they are animation veterans, and I feel like. You know, we talk about Avi Arad and Amy Pascal as kind of being, like, mm-hmm. incompetent executives, which they totally are. And I think they kind of just give a blank check to wow. um, to yeah. their filmmakers. And, like, you know, a broken a broken clock will be right twice a day. So um, I would not yeah. give Sony credit. I will give the individuals credit. And I think yes. that this was a fluke for Sony. This was a and fluke for Sony. this is going to go over Avi and, Arad and he's going to think, and oh, I can make my own this. The workers did now. this. The workers made this movie. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the, the animators. This the animators the made this movie. Yeah, absolutely. This does not go to the corporations. This goes to the workers. I'm yeah. not being fa- sorry if I sound facetious. I'm not I mean... trying to be. <laughs> no, but uh, but I completely agree with you. Thanks. <laughs> the kids love Venom. That's what Avi Arad said. The kids, kids, kids love, love Venom. Venom. The kids love Venom. Kids love Venom. How you do, fellow kids? Um, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, unless yeah, someone else Chris, had something else to say. <laughs> I was going to say, because you have an urgent matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I, uh, you can find me on social media. I am uh, at Compendorizer. Oh, we're just going to edit like that? On Twitter. We're just going to edit that? like that? What? We're just going to edit like that? So abrupt. No, like, final thoughts on the, on the state of oh, the world? Oh, my God. Here's the thing, Tony. Here's the thing. Um, I, you know, I keep notes myself after every episode and I feel like whenever we have closing thoughts, they always end up being like 30 minutes longer. <laughs> like, okay. I don't think we need a closing paragraph. I think and we if said you haven't just what seen we it, sorry, we spoiled everything. Psst. That's no, it. I'll put a warning And, and for also, 
Well, the one thing I will say is that I think um, even though we have broken it down and talked about the Easter eggs and all these little things, and of course, and yes, I've talked about comics and stuff like that, but you don't need to read the comics to see this movie and enjoy it. You don't need to know a damn thing about these characters mm-hmm. to have a good time. Yep. And I just want to, like, anybody who's listening and thinking, oh, I don't know all these things. I don't think I'll get it. You don't need to. I didn't know you most of these things. Have a really good time. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, and I... Yeah. That's what makes this movie so great is that it's it's really um it's it's kind of like the oxymoron of the culture of superhero films is that you kind of think oh only the t- only the animated TV shows can do Crisis on Infinite Earths Crisis on Infinite Earths I couldn't say that right um but you know Sony was able Sony Animation was able to come right out of the gate and do it. Um, and was able to tell a very coherent story about six different Spider-Mans from six different universes um, going through the motions and, you know, teaching, a, you know, an amazing story and uh, telling an amazing story. Um, and that is fucking kick-ass. Um, I, I don't say we should yeah. do more massive, you know, interdimensional crossovers like this all the time because that is very bad and lazy writing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's, I think that's cool. And I think this movie is cool. You know? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Now I'm done. Yeah. That was our look into the, into the spider verse verse. Let's call it because they are absolutely going to make a verse <laughs> <laughs> of, of this, uh, animated sub series. Um, now can we wrap up Tony? Oh, you don't need my permission. I was just a- <laughs> hey, you interrupted I, me in the first place when I tried I to wrap it up. I interrupted you, so. but I was more of asking, why right. have we... Yep. Right. Well, Let's not. Mm-hmm. I'll fix this you all post. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what um, you guys are hilarious. You can find me, Chris Compendio, on Twitter, at Compenderizer. Tony, where can people find you on uh, Twitter? At, you can find me at the Pizza Taco. Uh, yell at me all, the, all you want on Twitter. You know I'm fine. I I'm on Twitter ninety percent of the day. So you know come ch- come check it out. Retweeting away, retweet. just engaging with uh. Just, I'm engaging with the fans. You know, engaging your fans, engaging with the people you are a fan of. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, until they will they will uh uh what's the what's the phrase that Kojima said? Uh, be, be ashamed of their words and deeds. You will be ashamed of your words and yeah. deeds when I ret- when I. When you know, subtweet you yeah. uh, and comment on your and reply to your Twitter threads. Wahahahaha. Yeah, it'll it'll be a day in reckoning when the pizza taco is verified on Twitter. Oh, oh, that day will be good <laughs> when I get verified. <laughs> the world, <laughs> the world will change. Let's hope that day never comes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can find Izzy at Deliverland. Uh, Caramel, where can people find you on Twitter? What else would you like to plug to the good people listening? <laughs> well, um, I'd like to plug... Well, first of all, you're right. I, I, I'm on Twitter all the time. I get mail there. Um, Twitter and Instagram are like my, my social media of choice. I mm-hmm. am basically the blurred girl everywhere. T-H-E-B-L-E-R-D-G-U-R-L. Um, and I have a bunch of things. I have my own podcast called The Blur Girl. I'm also on two other podcasts. I'm on one podcast that's weekly on Fridays uh, with Sci-Fi called Who Won the Week? Those with my co-host um, Adam Swiderski and Danny Roth. And I also have a monthly podcast called Radical Geeks that I do with Angelique Roche. And that actually records 
Uh, the, our next one records live tomorrow, our last Ooh. one. Uh, we record it once a month in the basement of Anyone Comics in Brooklyn. <laughs> and we actually have a live guest and a live audience. And uh, it's it's 10 bucks to get in, but you get a discount if you buy a comic in the store because it's comic book day, which is when we always have them. Nice. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's really, really... Um, a lot of fun and this is the last one we have for the year and our guest is actually going to be dan fogler if you remember him he is the nomage from uh fantastic, fantastic beast, beast. Yeah. he's also he also starred in balls of fury <laughs> yes <laughs> oh and he, and my he, god i remember <laughs> him now in balls of fury why did you do this to me why did you Sorry. why did you do this to me it is 10 o'clock at night job. why did you this do is this my job me? i have to go this to bed in an hour why did you my do job. This to me? <laughs> why my job this evening is basically to blow anthony's mind <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna he's gonna be coming by tomorrow. And then if you obviously do not live in Brooklyn and cannot make it, the podcast will be up before the end of the year. But yeah, that's the other thing I do. And you know, I'm I'm a big fan of indie comics and I also have a column on sci-fi called Indie Comics Spotlight, and that's also weekly. So definitely hit me up on Twitter if you're reading something really cool, if you just saw a really fun movie, if you have any more trivia like uh, you saw something else on a poster that I missed in the, <laughs> in, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, please shout me out. Um, and uh, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. And I, I learned stuff. You guys saw stuff in the movie I didn't see. And I'm going to go back and see it a second, possibly a third time. We all learned this from each other. This is definitely one that I'm going to... Yeah, and this is definitely one I'm going to own. Because this is this is one for the collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of. This is an Aquaman. I'm gonna buy the fucking DVD to Aquaman, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that whenever I want some Fast and the Furious mojo. Oh god, it's gonna be so good. I'm gonna watch that slow mo scene when they come out I of the have, water. Uh, Freaking Africa by Toto Anthony, is playing. You will oh. be in charge of this off-topic uh, Aquaman podcast oh, episode. That you're so absolutely gonna do good, um, but clearly. bad. It's yeah. bad, but good. Clearly. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna rant about it after this podcast for like 30 minutes on and record it and then post it for. Well, yeah, I mean, I have to use the bathroom first, but yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, um, Izzy's show is at Deliverlin on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we're on Marvel News Desk. Uh, we, uh, Marvel News Desk has a Patreon, and we are going to have our last episode of 2018 the week after this. I should I should say this is um this is going up Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So I think that Dan Fogler thing will be already have been done by then. But, um, oh, okay. So you might want to cut that part out. Yeah, I'll sure. <laughs> uh, eh, whatever. Um, at least they'll know who who to expect whenever that goes up. But um, yeah. But yeah. Um, we are going to have a Christmas episode next week. It's gonna be uh, it should be me, Izzy, and Anthony talking about uh the year twenty eighteen, uh, giving Daredevil a proper eulogy since we could not last time. And mm-hmm. uh, we have plenty of plans uh, for 2019 that I will mm-hmm. not say in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will explain to- my. I, I will give my top ten movies of the year. I have to actually compile that list. I have like five right now that I like love. Number two, not, t- I'm going back and forth between um, Black Panther and Sorry to Bother You, and then Into the okay. Spider Verse is third. But yeah, so that's. 
that's a little tease for what's going to come. Yeah, Sorry to Bother You is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Now. It's very good. It's so good. It's very, very oh, good. It, is, it was very good. Yes. And I'm, I'm still trying to get those earrings. <laughs> I, Which one? I, There's I so many. Sold out day one. <laughs> I know. All right. This is like going on for two hours. Yep. So. This is actually, I think this is a little bit longer than our Venom episode, which was our longest episode by having five people in it. There are only three of us this time, so we were very we excited. All, we had to learn all the comic book facts. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I was, I'm sorry if I made your podcast. No, oh, it's fine. Oh, no, I'm sure this really is good. good I like long podcasts. That's not sarcasm. I actually really do love some long podcasts. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I mean, I like listening to them. I'm just... <laughs> really have to... Really have to now pee. Chris gets to edit it. Yeah, after I pee. Anyway, that's it for AP Marvel uh, episode twenty nine. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.